and welcome to the non-stop party that is the Cryptid Zone. Hey, what's up? Hello. Um, I am Lois Stone, one of your co-hosts. I'm Jeremy Hughes. Oh, sorry, I jumped the gun there. Man, I'm so excited for some reason. <laughs> I'm Jeremy Hughes. Your other co-host. <laughs> yeah, the other co-host. That's my job. Hello. Yep. Hi. Well, welcome back if you're returning, and hello for the first yeah. time if you've clicked on this episode to start your journey with us. Yeah. And no hello if you aren't listening at all. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how you doing, Lois? Great. Superb. Excellent. Yep. Those are three words. Yep. I was thinking, actually, that I think this is the first episode that we're recording since I've moved into my new flat. Oh, maybe it is. How, yeah. how was the move? How was your new flat? Tell me all about it. The new flat's excellent. Yeah, Great. it's it's a good flat. I live by myself now. I highly recommend it. Everybody should do it. Uh-huh. It's the dream. Um, I am doing the millennial thing of just buying loads of houseplants. Oh, yeah. We've been doing that. We So, uh, Kit and I have a, uh, have a rule yeah. since we moved to this new apartment, which is we can't go to Ikea and not come home with another plant. Nice. So every time we go, we have to bring one. And then again, like if you if you p- pass a nice plant in Walmart or something, then you gotta you gotta just go for it. You gotta yeah, we'll see. Just go nuts. I keep so. having a discussion with myself where like every time I go into like Wilco or something, and I look at the plants, and I'm like, Lois, you can't buy any more plants until you prove that you're responsible enough with the ones that you own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a it's a process though. Yeah. You you need to buy the plants and then get good at keeping them alive yeah my ikea plant's actually the one that's doing the best okay yeah is that is that for any particular reason does it just need watering less or i i think it's just the hardiest a friend of mine gave me a peace lily which is like an actual flower and not like a potted plant intended for idiots but it's like like one of the babies of his peace lily so i feel like extra pressure to keep it alive right 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 (laughs) yeah because it's a very I love a good piece, Lily. Yeah, yeah, it's alive so far. So good. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where we have loads of plants. I feel like if I can keep enough plants alive enough for long enough, I can like upgrade to an actual living pet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've gone the other way. So like, I had a cat, which mm-hmm. is still alive, just not living with me. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. Good to know. Yeah, you'll remember. I'm great with cats. I do remember you're great with cats. You are great with cats. Yeah. Yeah. The nice thing about uh, having plants instead of cats is that you can, like, go away for a couple of days and, like, not call someone to, like, go around twice a day and water your plants. True. Also, you don't wake up with a butt in your face. So, like, that's nice. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> plants can't scream at you for food. Yeah, but but <laughs> in a way, that that's not necessarily a good thing, right? If you haven't watered True. your plants in a week, it would be nice, actually, if one of them was like, ah, water, please, <laughs> rather than just dying That's quietly. That's true. Like, <laughs> yeah, a cat won't let you forget about it. <laughs> yeah. Which and... is probably, for the... in that sense, actually, maybe it's, you're more responsible for keeping plants alive than you are, like, uh, animals, because the animals, if you don't feed them, will be like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> get Get the shit over here and give me some dang food. I think you've just made a really compelling argument to get yourself a cat. Well, we want to. It's just a case of, you know, money. Um, yeah, I heard we just, that that's important. We, it is, you know. We, we, we finally bought the last important pieces of furniture. We were living out nice. of suitcases for like two and a half months plus. Nice. Uh, now we have a chest of drawers, which is actually pretty good, turns out. And a dining table to eat food off of. It's wild. What? Now we just need to get a trash can. <laughs> Just, like, steal one from your neighbors. How? how? Like, break into their homes? No, get yourself invited. Make them a bunt cake. And then when they invite you in, because you've made them a bunt cake, because you're new neighbors, steal their bin. But that's, like, a... (laughs) That's not, like, an easily concealable crime. (laughs) If you're going to steal... If you're, like... (laughs) You're, like, in the... the... (laughs) You're in the kitchen with them, you know, they're cooking, you're chatting. And then they're like, oh, I'm just going to run to the run to the restroom for a minute. And you're like, okay, that's fine. I'll keep an eye on the food, give it a little stir. And then as soon as they're out, they like go to the toilet, come back and see you just like trash can in hand, like looking up at them like a raccoon that's just been going through your dumpster. Like, me? 
Moi? You gotta time it better. <laughs> okay. Oh. I think, no, 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 I think, so yeah. you, you both go over one, right? right. And then one of you runs yeah. interference while the and then when they come back from the toilet yes. and they're like, Where did uh-huh. Jeremy go? Like, oh, we had to run back for work, and then they don't even pay attention to the fact that their bin's not in their kitchen anymore. Yeah, until they like need to they've chopped an onion and they need to throw away the extra bits and they're like, huh. <laughs> I swear there used to be there's there's a circle shaped like hole in the dust on the ground. <laughs> but Where why did that why come would you from? ever assume that the answer is that your neighbor stole it? You know that wouldn't be your first thought. Like <laughs> Yeah, that that is true. You could just like play it so cool. <laughs> they they just like look at you and they don't want to be like, "Did you steal my <laughs> well, No, they're like, they just they're like, like, "No, I got this at Target," you know. No, they'll just be like, what happened to my trash can? And you'll be like, there was never any trash can there. What are you talking about? Or you're like, oh, I don't know. I didn't see one. I've only been in your flat that one time when I brought you that bun cake. So I don't know what I, your kitchen I, normally looks like. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Do you want me to call you a doctor? <laughs> this is a foolproof plan. You should do it. Yeah, we should. We just need to, I don't know, knock on some neighbor's doors. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, we should do that. We will. Good thinking. And then the apartment will be complete. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to talk about some cryptids instead of our living situations? I do. Or Um, one specifically. Yes. Before we get into that one, though, I have a fan theory, a theory from a listener (gasps) about a previous cryptid. Okay. Share me. Okay, so this is from listener James, also friend James. He's a wonderful guy. Um, on Hi, the Owl James. Man. Yeah. Hey, James. What's up, buddy? Um, okay, so this is about the Owl Man. Yes. Um, so James posits that the Owl Man is an Owl Woe Man. Okay. Yes. So he says that it could be. Okay, I'm going to pronounce this wrong because it's a Celtic word. The okay. Bladuwed? It's B L O D E U W E D D, which is from Celtic mythology. Mm-hmm. Who is a beautiful young woman who betrayed her husband, who he says uh, read rapey jerk who had the Welsh equivalent of Merlin make out uh, make her her out of flowers for him, huh. and she got turned into an owl for her trouble, and so she's gone from South Wales to Cornwall, which is not that far. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's why she appears to young women to warn them about how awful men are. Yeah, that sounds about right. Was this supposed to be a punishment, to be clear? Being turned into an owl? Yes. That sounds sounds great, honestly. Super dope. Yeah, you you don't have to worry about bills anymore. Yeah, or like, it's like, oh, this man was horrible to you. Let me turn you into an owl so that you never have to deal with men literally ever again. Yeah. You can just like, you know, make some noises and like hunt some rats and like fly around at night and be super cool. Yeah. And turn your head all the way around. Yeah. So um, anyway, so that's that's a that's a new theory on Owlman. I think that that has to be true. I don't want to live in a world where that isn't the, the case. So it is true. I'm just gonna call it. Well, we can just decide that it's the truth. Yeah. No, that that's what's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is absolutely. Um, we yeah, should just so, say that's true. Good job, Git James. Yeah. So if you didn't. Listen to the Owlman episode already. Like, we've already just given you the answer. So, yeah, whatever. Spoilers. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so that's that's the only update I have. Um, if you, listener, have any theories uh, about cryptids we've talked about in the past, please send them to us. We love getting messages. Yeah, it's nice to get attention. Yeah, we. that's what we live for. Uh-huh. Yeah, that and plants. That and plants. um okay anyway let's talk about this week this month's scripted hell yeah how does time work i don't know this this section of life (laughs) all right so this month we are talking about sukunako hell yeah hell yeah do you want to give us a little overview yes sukunako is from japanese folklore and is kind of snake shaped yeah i'd say snake adjacent yeah definitely so has a weird triangular head and then like sort of like a skinny snake neck and then like real chub in the middle and then yeah, a, yeah. a real skinny rat tail at the end. Uh-huh. I showed Kit a photo of like an artist's impression of a Tsukunoko 
And yeah. uh, she said, uh, her exact words were, it looks like a snake that's eaten all the pies. <laughs> that's a good description for it. Um, yeah, it's just like, it's like a wide snake, but not wide the whole way along. Just like yeah. skinny, and then it gets wide, and then it gets skinny again. Yeah, yeah. but it's like flat, so it's not like right. rotund fat. It's just, it's just right. flat and fat. And yes. um, also, it has fangs like a viper and can mm-hmm. spit venom. Yeah. And also, instead of slithering, moves like an inchworm. This yep. this research was a bad time for me. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I am not a fan of snakes generally. Okay. But a weird fat snake that can leap a meter forward while spitting venom and then move along like an inchworm is my nightmare fuel (laughs) i don't know i think it sounds kind of cute it's just like slithering around just like just like slithering (laughs) along just like bloop bloop along i wish i could show you the number of times in my notes i just wrote no or no thank you or i don't (sighs) like this (laughs) i feel like we don't need this kind of negativity in the show lois also a lot of these articles just had pictures of other snakes because they were like it could be a pit viper so i'm just scrolling around on on these websites and then there are just terrifying snake pictures no see i'm gonna push back on this i'm gonna put this out there cryptid zone we're a snake positive zone (laughs) no see this is how i feel about snakes okay they're fine just not near me okay you know yeah, I feel like a lot of people would say that about a lot of things they don't like. Yeah, you know, I don't mean to like yuck other people's yums. Okay. But for me personally, I'm not sure if it is a yuck. I, I wasn't specifically saying like snakes are my number one yum. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but just even generally, you know. Y- yeah, I do. Yeah. Yes. I would also like to stress that like this this thing with snakes is comes from a very like deep place. Okay. All which right. Like, I lose awareness of my person near snakes (laughs) (laughs) and just, like, become aware of myself again when I am no longer near the snake. Are you under some kind of snake hex? (laughs) Maybe. Did a snake witch once, like, curse you? Maybe That might be it. Maybe you have some kind of snake DNA, and when you see a snake, you, like... Enter back into snake mode. <laughs> yeah, except that wouldn't that mean that I like really like snakes? Yeah, all right. Maybe this falls apart a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. No, because I've I've had like several instances where there's been a snake near me unexpectedly, mm-hmm. and I've just like moved in ways that I don't even know how. Like I, I there's one time I was backpacking, like, right? Moving, moving in what ways? Well, no. So like, so what? I was backpacking, right? Okay. Walking along, whatever. I was taking a step, so like a mid-stride, one foot in the air, and I looked down, and there was there was just a snake there on uh-huh. the trail. Okay. And somehow managed to like boost the amount of energy that was in my step while I was already like halfway <laughs> through it, and like vaulted over it, and then before I knew it, it was like twenty feet down the trail. Wait, and then you flew? At that point, I did know, like I ran after that, but still it managed sound- to like. It sounds you know, like you have snake superpowers. Because <laughs> the note then stopped and then was like, there's a snake there, people I think, behind me. I think you have tragically misunderstood the situation. <laughs> You're not afraid of snakes. You have snake powers. <laughs> this, the power is that I can teleport from being near a snake to not near a snake. See, that's great. What we need now is like some kind of snake network. So if we put snakes in specific locations, like you can travel between different zoos at will. I mean, that would be dope, but also like you'd save so. I don't know what what that would do to like my mental well-being. Yeah, yeah. All right, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. No, because like, okay, there was there was a different time where, so my brother, my brother loves snakes, right? Okay, and. I've spoken about my brother before, but he's, he worked as a wilderness ranger for a couple of summers. Yeah. And they just have snakes there that people mm-hmm. can go and touch because they're crazy. In the crazy. wilderness, you mean? No, like in, in, the, in the nature center. Okay, all right. Also in the wilderness, but don't yeah. touch snakes in the wilderness. Don't Safety first, kids. Unless you're Lois and you have special snake powers. <laughs> yes, or you're a trained snake professional. 
Yes. Professional. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> so the the nature hut has like a little porch with rocking chairs, and I was uh-huh. just chilling there. And my mm-hmm. brother came out with what was unknown to me a rubber snake, but he was holding it <laughs> as if it were a real snake. Like, <laughs> continue. Um, yeah, you know, so he was he was like holding it like it was a real snake, like the way that you sort of rest it on your forearm. And mm-hmm. out of the corner of my eye, I just see him emerge from the room in which the snakes live, holding yep. a snake-shaped thing the way a snake did. And I was like off that porch and on the other side of the yard before I like he was fully onto the porch mm-hmm. and before I was like aware that I had moved. Right. And then once I moved, realized it was a rubber snake. And he did that on purpose because he knows what I'm like. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so so it, it's happened with rubber snakes as well. I wonder if you might yeah. actually have a shot yeah. at uh, at winning some kind of Olympic sprint if we just make sure there's always some kind of snake behind you. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a really short or like a like a long jump or something. Right. It'll, it's like it's like you know in greyhound races where they have the little thing that goes along that the on the on a a rail that the, all the greyhounds run after. It'd be the same kind of thing, except instead it goes behind you and it's like a snake on a rail. It's like a little snake monorail. So, now that we've talked about my trauma with snakes... Yes. <laughs> let's talk about the scripted. Hell yeah. Let's talk about the Tsuchinoko. I feel like one thing we need to do early on... Yes. ...that we uh, we actually, I think, have not been great at doing for the last few episodes... Yeah. Is we need to take a look at good old Eberhardt's uh, list of uh, cryptid classifications to try and figure out where Tsuchinoko uh, lives on that list. Yes, I think that you are correct. It's just a fun thing to do. It is. I have the list up. Do you do you know it off by off my heart? I have it written down in my fun cryptid zone notebook. Hell yeah. We are prepared. We certainly are. Podcasting professionals, you might say. We we are professionals, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so everyone remembers, uh, or maybe you don't, I don't know, I don't know what your memory's like, that our friend George M. Eberhardt had ten different kinds of cryptid and then six different kinds of not cryptid. Mm -hmm. So, do we want to go through all of them or just say which one we think it is? I think at this point we can just take a look and say which one we think it is. Like, we have, if we go through all of them every time, then then that's gonna, people are gonna start to hate us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you think? I think the best bets are uh, number six, not known in fossil record, but related to known animals, mm-hmm. or number eight, which is mythical with a zoological basis. Yeah, I agree. I think I think mm, you can make arguments for both. Yeah, I think six. The m- only thing that I, I no, go ahead. I was going to say six makes sense that that you wouldn't have any fossil record of snakes because as as all we know, as we all know, uh, snakes don't have bones; they're just like little sacks full of water, basically. Yeah, I'm a biologist, probably. I know this. <laughs> yeah, but I, the only thing that makes me think it might relate to the mythical is that our friend um, Sukunako, like. It's said that they can mimic human voices. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that they lie to humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I and was that gonna say. Yeah, I think I think I agree with that. There is definitely something yeah. kind of mythical about them. It, it depends on it depends on who you believe. I think because some people would have said that uh, that they just like make chirping noises or you know kind of like a, a parrot or, or one of those cool birds that that can mimic sounds. From other birds. other other bird sounds to woodland sounds to like parrots mimic human voices, and I think yeah. there are some some things I read seem to imply Tsuchinoko was more kind of like um, you know they they weren't like on one end of the spectrum. There's like oh they talk they lie to you you give them booze to <laughs> to make them tell you the truth, but on the other end it's like oh no they're just like weird snakes that make cool noises. So depending on yeah. where on the where on the spectrum you think you want to pin that down i think you go from a six to an eight yeah yeah but i think definitely in the like realm of this is a cryptid yes for sure yeah. i don't want to yeah. i don't want to live in a world where there isn't like a weird white snake that tells you lies and likes booze <laughs> um yeah so let's say eight yeah okay yeah okay so we'll say mythical yeah i think so 
Yeah, I think especially because like they're pretty consistent about the like whole telling you lies thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but let's let's have some more some more facts okay. about our pal. So let's see. He's a uh, thirty to eighty centimeters long, mm-hmm. which is eleven to thirty inches mm-hmm. if you live like that. Yeah. Okay, so not only can he jump a meter long, <sighs> he's like Mario. Yeah, he can double jump. He can double jump. This is like, wild. He invented the double jump. Yeah. Yeah. Famous video game pioneer. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's referenced in um, the, excuse my pronunciation, the Ko- Kojiki? Yes. Which is, I think that's how it's said. Yeah. The oldest book about the history of Japan. So he mm-hmm. predates everything else that would have even begun to thought about yeah. a double jump. I mean, they definitely predate the Nintendo Entertainment System by mm-hmm. at least 1,400 years, which I think is yes. a pretty wide margin. Yeah. There's not much wiggle room there, to be perfectly honest. I think that we should define everything based on where it lies in relation to the invention of the Nintendo gaming system. I agree. <laughs> let's let's forget about BC. Now it's B N. Yeah, like Gregorian calendar who? Yeah. We're now into the Shigeru Miyamoto calendar. <laughs> Yeah, perfect. We'll send you all updated calendars. Yes. Check the mail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so like we said, they love to lie, and you can only get them to stop up, stop uh, by giving them alcohol, which is like, you know, big mood. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, buddy. Yeah, and speaking of big moods... Uh, I read that the uh, one of the translations of Tsuchinoko is uh, Dirt Child. Oh, yeah! Yeah! Oh, I was going to bring this up, right? So, Dirt Child, I saw Child of Dirt, or uh-huh. Child of Hammer. Yeah. Two, so, two. what if we combine these things to make a Dirt mm-hmm. Hammer? Okay, so, we need to dig into this immediately. By Dirt <laughs> Hammer, are we yes. talking about a hammer made of dirt, or a hammer yeah. for hammering dirt? Why would you hammer dirt? For building things. Building dirt things? Yeah. I mean, people have built homes out of dirt for many years. That's true. But do they need a hammer? Maybe. I mean, I feel like somehow archaeologists could use a dirt hammer. Yeah. For testing dirt. Sure. You want to know how strong and unwielding your dirt is? You got (laughs) to use a dirt hammer. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Mm Mm-hmm. So I guess it's to f- to form the dirt. You need a dirt hammer. Yep, um, that sounds about right. Yeah, but what if but what if it was a hammer made out of dirt? I feel like that's not uh, like long term sustainable. No, I don't think it's really even short term sustainable. To be perfectly <laughs> honest, <laughs> there's not many things you can hit with a dirt hammer where <laughs> the the dirt hammer isn't the thing that's going to yield. Well, but maybe that could be like a fun prop for you know improv theater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay. then you could like m- hit people with hammers, but then they won't get hurt because it's you know made of dirt, yeah. soil. Just you know, soil. you're so right. There we go. <laughs> another so- another great invention. <laughs> okay, so uh, take it to the bank. Ha- yeah, hammer for dirt. Hit us up, uh-huh. improv comedy people. Yes. Hammer for dirt. Hit us up, archaeologists, and also low environmental impact builders. Yes. <laughs> yeah, imagine if you just had like some kind of mold that you put dirt into and then it's like a really it's like so much better than 3D printing. Like we've heard about how apparently in space up on the International Space Station, they don't need a full toolkit anymore because they can use a 3D printer. They're like, "Oh, we need a certain type of wrench. Great, let's just like print it from raw materials. What? Use the wrench." And then afterwards they just break it back down into whatever shit they make 3D print things out of. Yeah, it's wild. I had not heard about this. It's very cool. You are blowing my mind, Jeremy Uh Hughes. Yeah, we live in the future. Or at least the people in space do. Almost. I want to live in space. I mean, I do too. It does sound pretty cool. I quite like gravity though. Gravity is good. I feel like I would like to be in zero gravity for a while, but not too long. Yeah. It's not supposed to be very good for the whole, you know, the bone situation. Yeah, because you end up all weird and long like those people in um, The Expanse. Yeah. You don't want to go all uh, Junji Ito. Yeah. Okay. So Dirt Hammer's sort of okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
We are inventing so many things today. Yes. This is pretty good. I'm into it. Yeah. Okay. Suchinoko. Okay. I'm, I'm yes. going to jump in with another fun fact, which we definitely yes. need to talk about. Yes. Just the fact that I read that when they see prey yeah. down the hill, yeah. they will get to the prey quickly by putting yeah. their own tail in their mouth yeah. and rolling down the hill like a wheel. <laughs> yes. I saw this too. <laughs> but this is like um, uh, our pal, the hoop snake from the um, the the fearsome critters, uh-huh. um, hoopst. We may have mentioned yes uh, in passing when we talked about the axe handle passing, hound. Yeah, yeah. All right. So this is is this like a there's there's a word for this right in biology since you are a biologist as we established just moments ago. Yes, um, a very serious one, <laughs> respected in my field. <laughs> that. There's a word. Uh, is it is it diversion evolution? We're like okay. the, some like animals with similar features evolve yep. in two different places. That's what I was just about to say. Yes. Yeah, I think it, I I I'm having like flashbacks to like the learning the different kinds of like evolution in like ninth grade. But right, as much as Miss Bergman tried, it's all left my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anyone know if I've used the wrong word, you are welcome yeah. to correct me in a in a polite and in a polite way via the internet. If you're rude, you get nothing. Sure, you can I'm feel free to correct best. us on this because we explicitly requested corrections from experienced people. But nothing else. Nothing else. No. Also, you will Everything. need citations. Yes, always. But anyway, there is a word for that. So I don't think that the, he's re- that Tsukunako is related to the hoop snake. I just think mm-hmm. they both emerged in two different places. Yeah. Do you have any more but fun also, facts on the? Oh. Super not into the idea of a weird flat snake rolling down a hill at me. And then, and then, oh my gosh, mid roll. Imagine this. It's mid roll. Okay. It's coming at you. It releases its tail. Yep. Double jumps through the air. <gasps> just like a tail whip. At you, oh, that sounds so cool. I can't As believe you're not into this. The air. That's no, this sounds great. Then that's the last thing you see before you die. I'd be fine with that. Most people like Ooh. I don't know, diseases, get hit by a bus or something. Imagine if you died because a spinning snake double jumped, unfurled its <laughs> tail to whip at you and then spat poison and that's how you died. That is the fucking coolest. Uh, yeah, but like nobody believe you well, first of all, because you're dead and because they're like, Who cares? I, I, I don't <laughs> I don't care. I I don't give a shit about anyone else. I am you, <laughs> and that's what's important. Okay, well, I'll keep that in mind. So, <sighs> wait, wait, wait. Like, Hang on. It's just occurred to me though. Double jumping, yeah, and rolling in a ball is yeah. Suchinoko Sonic the Hedgehog. I I that thought just entered my brain like moments right. before you said it. Right. I mean, he does got to go fast. Does got to go fast. I think we might be onto something here. I think so. Tsuchinoko. I mean, Tsuchinoko does feature in loads of video games, so... Like, right, 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 yeah. Why not also should, Sonic? But not, yeah. It's almost as if Tsuchinoko has specifically tried to stay out of the Sonic video games. Either either it's the Tsuchinoko is trying to like avoid suspicion and getting people to realize that... What I'm saying is we've never seen Tsuchinoko and Sonic the Hedgehog in the same room at the same time. Oh, solid point. Uh-huh. Okay. So do you think Tsukunoko puts on a Sonic disguise or can shapeshift into Sonic? I'm going to say it's a hedgehog suit. Okay. Bold. I like it. Mm-hmm. We're all about bold statements here. Yeah. Yeah. Prove me wrong. Going out on that limb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I think I, I can get behind that. Great. Good. Okay. I'm glad we agree. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, so we did say Tsukunoko features in a whole bunch of video games. Uh huh. Apparently Hideo Kojima just loves the Tsuchinoko for some reason. Yes, I don't know anything about video games. You know this about me. I do. Um, <laughs> I nothing. I've got nothing for about video game knowledge. Um, okay. Well, except for a list I found on the internet of games that feature Tsukunoko. <laughs> right, right, right. So it's the Tsuchinoko has has featured in not one. Not two, but apparently three different Metal Gear Solid games. Yes. Which is crazy. I had no um, idea. And I've... it's edible in one of them. Really? Yeah, in a Metal Gear Solid, I don't know what I wrote down here. Part Partable Ops? Is that, a, is that one? <laughs> yes, that's one. That's one I of them. I just feel like Partable, partable ops. Is, 
is it a word? Which is why I question my handwriting. <laughs> no, it's, also, part, I, it's part of a lobster. You got it completely right. Excellent. <laughs> I have very bad handwriting, so... <clears throat> yeah, no, it's famously it was edible in the video game Metal Gear Solid, Partable Ops. <laughs> apparently you can hunt it in Metal Gear Solid 5, which is cool. I've played that game, but not enough, apparently, because I never knew there was a Tsuchinoko in it. Yeah, there's all these YouTube videos about like how to hunt it and find I it know. and everything. This is, this, it's actually kind of a bummer that usually when you search for a Krypton on YouTube, you get a bunch of like wild shit. A lot of videos that not many people have watched, which I love. And it is kind of a bummer that when yeah, you search for Yeah, it's one of the Tsuchinoko, joys of doing this research. Right, 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 right. It's all the weird shit. Uh, it's yeah. kind of a kind of a bummer that for the Tsuchinoko you typed into YouTube and mostly it's just like video game commentary of like, this is where you go in Monster Hunter World to find the Tsuchinoko. One thing I did find out though, I, so I have Monster Hunter World and I've played it a little bit, but obviously not enough because yeah. you can find and capture a Tsuchinoko and like keep it. In like in your little area, you can in your house, yeah. you can just have like a Tsuchinoko hanging out there, <gasps> lying at so you, you until you give it a sip of beer. <laughs> you should do that. Have you done it yet? No. No. Well, you One should day. do that. Okay. And more, most importantly, in the video game sphere, is do you see there is a Pokemon based on Tsuchinoko? I did. Um, Dunsparce. Dunsparce. Yes. Yes. Um, which is really cute. I would not mind Dunsparce. I like how Dunsparce looks more than I like how okay. it's, it's like looks. R- removed far enough from like snakehood for you to... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's Interesting. Fun blue and yellow colors. Yeah. Are there yeah. any Pokemon that you... How do you how do you feel about something like a uh, an Ekans? Oh, oh, that's... I know what that one looks like. It's purple. Yes. Because that like, one legit is just a snake. Yes, it is. Like, f- fine. It doesn't, like, give me the, like, innate fear that pictures of, like, real snakes give me. Okay. So, you Like, I would we... rank it as, like, my favorite, one of my favorite Pokemon. Okay, gotcha. I've not played a lot of Pokemon, so all of my favorites are ranked entirely by aesthetics. Okay. Which is fair. <laughs> I think even if you did play a lot of Pokemon, that's how it goes. I mean, I'm the kind of person who will <laughs> wear the best-looking like armor set in the video game even if it's like even if it makes me die all the time i i respect that it's all about the look yeah it is sometimes you got to say this is you know how i just feel about the aesthetics and i'm i'm gonna stand by that this is my hill right what am i what am i gonna do wear practical clothes i don't think so no absolutely not i applied the same thing to real life no that's a lie i yes it is very (laughs) warm (laughs) yeah Sure, it's 80 degrees outside, but i got to wear this cool denim jacket covered in enamel pins because that's just how I roll. <laughs> Underneath, yes. I'm melting, but that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, so anyway, our pals in a bunch of video games, very mm-hmm. famous in yeah. them. In terms of the habitat, yeah. uh, the Tsuchinoko tends to hang out kind of far away from civilization. You don't get many like city Tsuchinokos. They're all... Up in the forests and the mountains, mostly in Japan, right? Just like off, yeah. living yeah. their truth in the wilderness. Yep. Um, and uh, there's a place called Mikata in mm-hmm. uh, the Hyugo pre- Prefecture, which apparently boasts the most sightings of the Tsuchinoko. No one has like properly found one, obviously, because it's a cryptid. But apparently, yeah. some areas like offer quite a large cash reward for anyone who can find the Tsuchinoko. Yeah, I don't know, and like some really big cash rewards. Mm-hmm. So one place offers offered um 200 large number of yen yeah uh 200 uh here we go 100 million yen 100 million yen yeah in 2008 for capturing uh one but people criticized it as a publicity scam saying that they were never expecting to pay it out and like i yeah if you're gonna put your money where your mouth is i think you should have some faith yeah that is like a million dollars that is quite a lot of cash yeah yeah. Enough, uh, enough, I think, to justify us quitting our jobs and going to Japan and becoming <laughs> professional Tsuchinoko so hunters. There is a, a place that like you can go specifically to look, and they, they just ask that you pay a fee of 100 yen mm-hmm. to like upkeep that area of the forest. Right. Um, which I think is fair. Yeah. Conservation is important. Yeah. But what I found, so there's, there's one article I was looking at, you may have seen the same one, by a guy called Brent Swanser called hmm. The Mysterious Tsukunoko of Japan from Mysterious Universe, where yes, he talked about a bunch of sightings. Mm-hmm. 
so the key ones we've got June 1994, where 73-year-old uh, Kazuaki Noda and his wife saw one, mm-hmm. and then May 8th, 2000, a 90-year-old farmer named uh, Suji Tanka saw um, two of them. Uh, and then June 2000, so just a month later, 82-year-old Mitsuko Arima saw one swimming in a river and said it had striking eyes. Huh. And I just, these are all like old people and also all in springtime. Hmm. So what I'm could it mean? if there's something there. Something about spring and old people. Yes. Or maybe just old people and they just, you know, don't remember seeing him in the wintertime. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I guess it is snake adjacent, so they wouldn't be out in the wintertime because of the reptile thing. Yeah. You just want to kind of hibernate for the yeah for the everything but spring. So, I don't know. Maybe he only appears to old people. Maybe he only loves, like, geriatric, like, farmers. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe they only... Maybe young people are just like too irresponsible and like well fall for the that the old I, I tell you what it probably is I think I figured it out which is okay, okay. the old people are the only ones wise enough to not to believe the Tsujinoko's lies all of Ooh. these youthful folks hear the lies the snakes like oh go over there there's a really great hot dog stand they go over there fall down a cliff and die whereas the old mm. people are like no I've I know my way around this world yeah I've seen some shit yeah. And I know for a fact there's probably not a hot dog stand in the middle of this forest mountain. Yep. Uh, yeah. So jokes on you, Tsuchinoko. And the Tsuchinoko is just like, ah, damn. Yeah. Or I was wondering maybe if it's like these young people are just moving off to the cities and aren't spending enough time. Oh, maybe up in the mountains. Yeah, yeah. That could and be it not too. Connected to nature any longer. Mm-hmm. So it's only the older yep. generations. They're all. On the on the you know the the Facebooks and the you know yeah staring at their cell phones the entire time these whipper snappers back yeah. in my day we used to walk uphill to look at cryptids both ways uh huh <laughs> we used to drink water from leaves after the rain <laughs> I still what do are that these times yeah who who doesn't. <laughs> also there's okay so there's another viewing or viewing sighting that's mm-hmm. the word from june of 1969 from this guy it just says m taku take who reportedly captured shukunaku kept mm-hmm. it for a few days and then ate it Jeez, that's not cool <laughs> um i'm definitely nobody... of the opinion that you shouldn't ever eat anything that talks yeah also like don't eat Things if you don't know what they are. Well, no, that's not one I stick to. I mean, fair. But also, I mean, he probably wouldn't know about the venomous thing. Is there no... Apparently he was fine, though. No, no, okay, okay. Because venomous is different from poisonous, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. There still could be an overlap, you know? Isn't venom like it needs to be in the bloodstream, whereas poisonous, like if you ingest it? So if it bites you, if it bites you and you die, then it's venomous. Yeah. But if you bite mm-hmm. it and you die, then it's poisonous. I'm not sure it's biting. It's yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. If you if you like eat, your body processes things differently. You can eat things yeah. and poop them out and be fine. That would yeah. kill you if they're in your bloodstream. And yeah, yes. you're right. There's a Venn diagram. Yes. As we've established, I'm a biology expert. <laughs> Yeah, my point is that you don't know if things, random animals are going to kill you or not if you eat them. So don't do that, maybe. Okay. Wow, and learn some important (laughs) lessons. (laughs) Um, That's my take-home advice for today. I feel like every episode we try to have like a a good like lesson learned nugget, something you could apply to the real world. I mean, this is our motto, right? Fun facts (laughs) all the way down. All the way down. Yeah, and for today it is don't eat animals if you don't know what they are. Or anything, actually. Or anything. Don't, don't eat, eat anything if you don't know what it is. If, you, if you're not sure whether something is food, <laughs> don't eat it. Air on Unless the side you of really no. want to. <laughs> um, that's fine. Pick your battles wisely. Yeah. <clears throat> Some theories about the origin of the Tsuchinoko. Yes, let's do it. Besides it being I love- encrypted. 
love a theory. So I'm I'm a lazy person, I'd say. You know, I'm. I'm <laughs> but very charming. Don't have don't have much energy. Oh, thank you. I wasn't fishing for that. But even for me, this theory is a little bit too lazy. Which is, I read online someone saying, "What if it's just a snake that just ate something big?" No, I don't like that at all. I think that's dumb. <laughs> like, what if the snake just like it ate something big? It's got a bump in the middle. Yeah, and people were well, like, "That's a Tsuchinoko. Because that doesn't take into account the like flat thing. Unless you know? it just ate like a two by four. True. The it, <laughs> the steak did not listen to our thing about not eating things. That it doesn't uh-huh. know what it is right. Um, it's just like chow down on like an ironing board or like a a art book or something, a coffee yeah, table. Monet. You know how snakes love art books. Yeah, I saw that on Discovery Channel actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't. I don't like that at all. Yeah, please, please, just do better. That's yeah. not good. Because then there's some where it's like, oh, it could just be a snake, and I didn't like this theory because every article then put an unexpected snake picture, and as we established, don't like that. So I was just scrolling down, having a nice time, and then like, here's a picture of a cobra, and I'm like, no, I'm good, thanks. Why did we? Why did we do this cryptid if this is like causing you this much distress? <laughs> <laughs> we could just do something else. Well. We don't look at what we're going to do before we do it. Oh, I see. So you didn't realize until it was too late that this was like a snake type situation. Yes. People just go, hey, do you want to do this one? And I go, Uh sure. And then I put it on the list of episodes we're going to do. Yep. And Um, then up it comes and you're like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I've made a terrible mistake. Yeah. Once in a while, I'll just come across a mention of a cryptid that I haven't heard before, mm-hmm. and I just put it on the list without doing any other research about it. So. Okay. Yeah. So in the few, I was as I was doing this, I was like, I might actually go through that list to check for some snake-based ones, okay. and either get rid of them or like move them down the list a bit, so at least have like a breathing room. I feel like. Right. Right. You know, we need to. Yeah. You, yeah. You don't want to OD on snake facts. Yeah. Exactly. All pictures, right? Yeah. However, there was also a theory that Sukunoko is a, a blue-tongued skink that's been yes. misidentified. Which is understandable, because the blue-tongued skink does look largely the same as the yeah, Tsuchinoko. It, with it does have diff- legs. It has little, just like little stubby legs, though. Just like Which little you can't, you can't always see if you just see one like on the ground. Right. You see it a while ago, you can't see the little legs yeah. like poking out. Yeah. Um, my brother had a primary school teacher who had a blue tongue skink as one of their classroom pets. Interesting. She had a lot of weird classroom pets. She had like twenty pets in that classroom. Where, where even do blue tongue skinks live? Where are they indigenous to? I think they're indigenous to Asia. Okay. Uh, it said that there's like oh, uh, a one that's a different kind of skink that's a different genus that's in New Guinea. Okay. But I think they are from Asia. Right. Yeah, but this teacher used to like. When she was doing, like, playground duty or whatever, if it was a sunny day, she would take it out and just, like, it would just, like, sit on her shoulder and, like, bask in the sun as she walked around. Mm-hmm. And, which that was, like... cute. Well, also, it, like, made all the kids behave. Like, that teacher's in charge of all of the lizards of the world. <laughs> like, better do what she says. Yeah. <laughs> um, or face, face the wrath of the lizard queen. <laughs> yeah, well, because, like, they're, they're big. They're, they're, like, chunky size and they have blue tongues mm-hmm. which is terrifying when you're uh-huh. like, you know when you're a primary school child who has not seen much of the world was it was it like feisty was it a feisty skink it like, was like would it, it was actually like, like generally chilled out like okay. it would just sort so of like you couldn't like like do its couldn't... tongue thing you know like snakes do where they're like <laughs> <laughs> yes yes i do know but like the teacher couldn't like set it loose on a misbehaving child no, I don't think I don't think they'd let her keep it in the school if she tried to do that as well. I mean, it was like a rough school, but like not that bad. Okay. Um. <laughs> what yeah, about the skink? So, Does the skink set off your like snake alert senses? Uh, so your in person, senses, if you will, the skink was fine. There was this mm-hmm. video that was like Sokonoko, uh, but then it was a skink, uh, yeah. and where it was like hissing and being real mean, and I was like, don't mm-hmm. love it. But more okay with it. Is it because of the little legs? I think it's because of the little legs, and also because it's like fat. Right. I thought okay. so. I think the head, maybe. I don't. It doesn't have a snaky head. It's not no. a particularly snaky head. It's more. It's lizardy. like more rounded. Okay. Because like cool. crocodiles are fine. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> just thinking about reptiles now. Geckos, they're they're chill. They're just trying mm. to live. You their heard life. it here first from Lois, folks. <laughs> Crocodiles, they're fine. Don't don't even worry about it. Sea crocodile, <laughs> just just keep going. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Crocodiles are cool. Alligator, don't don't worry. <laughs> they're good. Yeah, generally. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Go about your business. Uh, my neighbors had a bearded dragon that I used to take care of, and like he was. Really <sighs> you have so much reptile experience. Yeah, I don't know why. I feel like saying it all in once in one podcast is making me like come to terms with that. Mm-hmm. I was looking up legless lizards earlier because that's a thing. Wait, what's Super the difference don't between those? Yeah, I was going to say, is that not like uh, what a snake is? No, so they're different because they have eyelids. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and also sometimes they have little ear holes, like ear flaps, which snakes don't have. And okay. sometimes they do actually have these like weird little um, like legs, but they can't actually like use them to propel. They're just sort of like useless, like... Flipping, just like flapping around. around. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Don't like the and but those those have don't have like a snaky head. They do just look like sort of like worms, but worse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yes. Yeah, so anyway, so now you get to know that like legless lizards are a thing, and they are different from snakes. Yep. Thanks so much, man. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Do you have any more Tsuchinoko facts to cover that we haven't talked about already? Okay, I don't have facts. Per se, do you have opinions? Got, uh, no, I've got a possible conspiracy theory and then some meme knowledge. Which okay. one do you want first? Uh, let's go for the meme knowledge first. Okay, so there's a meme that went around for Tumblr for a while and still kind of kicks around called uh-huh. Sukunoko Real, mm-hmm. which just started with this very, very obviously photoshopped picture of these three cats looking like circling a Sukunoko. Yep, yep, yep. With just the caption Sukunoko real. And then people just kept reblogging it, just adding that phrase again. So it's just like an endless chain. Mm-hmm. That sounds like pretty classic Tumblr. Yeah. But then people started just applying that to like other things and then like adding Sukunoko <laughs> to like the um the like I believe poster from um, X Files, <laughs> but there's there's a whole Tumblr um, called "Picks That Make You Go Sukunako Real," and the whole Tumblr is about how Sukunako is a lesbian. Okay. And I don't, I can't, I think we've talked about it on one of the episodes of the podcast. This might just be something I've cr- come across in my casual cryptid research. But this is like a big thing that there there are like other blogs that I have encountered that are just about a cryptid being a lesbian. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I just I don't know, just wanted to like take a moment to to add Sukunako to the pantheon of There we go. Cryptids that have entire blogs dedicated to them being lesbian. Maybe maybe this is actually a new segment we need called Is This Cryptid <laughs> a Lesbian? <laughs> oh yeah. Is I, the answer we've, ever known? We've got to read I was going to say, we'd have to rename it, does this cryptid have a lesbian fan base? Which is also never no. Does this cryptid have a blog about how it's a lesbian? Okay. Because I think that we could just say, yes, they're all lesbians. Like, we can yeah, do that. No, we're we're professionals. Course. Yeah, we have we the power. Have, yeah. So it's just whether or not there's like a blog dedicated to it. Okay. Well, let's so make yes, sure to do there that there is a future. blog ded- dedicated to Sukunako being okay, a lesbian. Okay, I'm going to check the lesbian blog <laughs> uh, square little box I have on my checklist here. Great. Perfect. Put it on the Excel spreadsheet. Yep. Take it to the bank. <laughs> yeah. So so that's the meme knowledge, and then we have. Thank you. Just a small conspiracy theory. It's not. A, it's not a big okay. one. It's not that's like... good. You know, sometimes you know it's Saturday afternoon. It's lunchtime. Yeah. I'm about to probably have yeah. some some toast or something. I, I don't. I don't want a big conspiracy theory. You know, my there's not room in my brain. I just want like a little yeah, small you just one. Want, you just want like a reminder that the world's a large and mysterious place. Yes, that's all I ever want. Yeah. So I mentioned earlier this guy, Brent Swanser, who did this uh, article on Sukunaka uh-huh. for Mysterious Universe. So he did a couple mm-hmm. blog posts for a website called CryptoZoo News. To, they're both in 2008. And they're essentially mm-hmm. the same information as the other posts, which was posted in 2015, but like split into two. Yeah. 
the only new information it added was that apparently this guy was living in Japan at the time in 2008. Okay. But in the 2015 post, he mentions this book called Catching the Illusory Tsukunako Mm -hmm. and says it's about this guy who interviewed like 200 some people who were looking for it and then had all this information about how many people had seen it why maybe why they hadn't seen it right and so i was like this sounds like a dope as hell book and we you know we love uh, a self-published cryptid book on this podcast oh absolutely yeah so i was like i'll have a little a little mosey around the internet for it and the only other reference to it that i could find is the other brent swanser article okay so does it exist like i couldn't even find information about this author that he was talking about Hmm. So did he just make up this book to seem more legit? Maybe. Maybe there's maybe or it's like, like a lost book. Or like can you only buy it in Japan? Because he does live in Japan. Maybe that's the answer. If, but there's no What if there is only the original manuscript? It was never published. Oh, and he has it. Right. So there is somewhere maybe he doesn't have it anymore. Maybe it was stolen <gasps> and has now Never been recovered since. Maybe he found it in an unmarked manila envelope on his porch one morning. I think so. I and think then, I think what probably happened was it was about to be typed up and published by his yeah. publisher. But yeah. then the publication was uh, was blocked by some government officials showed up at the publishing house and said, yeah. you can't publish this. I was going to think he and was... And they set fire to their printing press. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. You know, I would say maybe he was in the process of typing it up and then his neighbors came over with a bunt cake. And then he went to the bathroom, and then he came back, and it wasn't there anymore. It was gone. Where did it go? <laughs> and he wouldn't think to ask his neighbors because he only just met him. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> Who would suspect? Exactly. What did he do? He just misplaced it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's never found it again. That's absolutely right. what happens. And so we have a record of you can find the first sixteen pages typed out. It's just about yeah. it's just about to get to the interesting part, but then it cuts out. No yeah, one knows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it surfaced at, a, at an auction house somewhere in Europe mm-hmm. five years later. Yeah. Was bought by a mysterious party and has never been seen again mm-hmm. since. That's that's what happened. If you mm-hmm. are the person who owns this book, do get in touch. Yeah. We can offer you a half-used lip balm in exchange. Yes. That's all we have. Collectively, yes. To be clear, Lois has the <laughs> lip balm and I have nothing. <laughs> Yes, but that's that's all Cryptid Zone collectively has to its name. Uh-huh. Right. I think I think that that's all of my things with which yeah. to discuss. I think we that's it for the Tsuchinoko mostly, except for the last yeah. thing we, which we'll cover right at the end. Uh, well, except oh, we have a question. We do right, right. Let's let's do Twitter question now. Yes. Do you want to go ahead and ask? Uh, you can ask it because you can probably pull it up faster. I can. I, in fact, already have it up. Um, from at okay. Salsaverse on Twitter. Who is question Pasky, is, just by the way. Okay. His name is Pasky. That's just a fun Pasky. fact. Okay, you. thank you. Yeah. Tsuchinoko would be a good name for a band, but what genre yeah. would it be, Lois? Um, okay, so I read the question earlier, and then I went, that's a really good question. And then I got distracted uh-huh. watching people building a wall uh, outside of my home, so I didn't think of an answer. Do you want me so, to jump yeah, you, in? You give me your answer. Yeah, jump in. Well, my answer is by the time I had uh, I had read this question, I already had the answer lined up. Because when I typed Tsuchinoko into YouTube, one of the things that comes up with around 150 views is a video of a Japanese band playing in Tokyo called Tsuchinoko. And so the answer Ooh. is, to what genre would they be, is really terrible generic guitar rock, oh. sadly. Yeah. Yeah. What if they Sukunaka was the name for like a, uh, a a music company, but they only did backing tracks for video games? Yeah, I could see that. Like really, like play, but like old, like like the Sonic games, essentially. Mm-hmm. Sukunoko right. is in the games, also is making the music for the games, is using the royalties right. to support their lifestyle as mm-hmm. living in the far woods with no contact uh-huh. with the outside world. Right. They're a yeah. chiptune artist, yes. but all of their the all, all of their instruments are solar powered. In yes. in the middle of the forest, yes, they have a solar panel, and so only on sunny days. It's always bright sunny mm-hmm. music because they can only make music on sunny days. Because if there's no sun, there's no solar power. 
That's I'm pretty sure that's not how solar power works, but uh, anyway. Uh, we can make I'm the rules. We're bio- you're a biologist. I am a biologist. And if there's one thing biologists know about, it's solar panels. <laughs> I, I read that once, uh, actually. Mm-hmm. It was on a, a billboard underneath a, a train bridge. Yep. That where billboards are. You know. Yeah. I like I like your answer so much better than the truth. <laughs> I mean, if, if there's one thing we're about here at CryptoZone, it's improving on the truth. Yes. Facts and and improving on the truth. Well, there we go. Yeah. Hopefully, Pesky, we, we answered your question to your satisfaction. Yes. Do we want to do wrap-up? Do we want to say the things we say when the show yes. ends? Which is what's yes, apparently happening now. It is happening now. Yes. I am Lois Stone, and if you want to speak to me on the internet, you can do that at SuppetsLois on Twitter, mm-hmm. which is S-U-P-I-T-S-L-O-I-S, mm-hmm. and follow for, you know, me talking about random stuff that happens in my life. Yep, that's generally how Twitter <laughs> works. Uh-huh. Well, some people <laughs> are, like, very academic, yeah, but you know, who, or whatever, who? or curate it, and mine's just not. Yeah, no, why would you do that, though? I don't understand. I don't know. Anyway, where no. can they find you on the internet? Uh, I have Twitter, too. I'm Jeremy Hughes. I'm now at KnifeWitch on Twitter. I'm a big fan of the new the new um, handle. Yeah, you know, I was like, just before, it was just my name. And I was like, I can improve on that. And then I yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where you can find me. Uh, I did set up yep. a new account with my old handle to point to my new one. So if people listen to the older podcast episodes and they're like, I'll find this person on Twitter, they'll still find me. I'm just very dedicated to my personal brand. Yes, I I respect that. Mm-hmm. If you want to show the, follow the show on Twitter, you can find us at CryptidZone. You can find us at Facebook, facebook.com slash CryptidZone. You, uh, you can find our website or, or the, the podcast page at Cryptid.Zone. Yes, you can and also you can, email us. Yep. I'm sorry for interrupting you, Jeremy. No, no, that's fine. I feel like I interrupted you. Okay, well, uh, yes, you email us at enter.the at cryptids.zone mm-hmm. and send us theories about cryptids we've talked about. Um, mm-hmm. If you have, like, any information that we missed, uh, send us ideas for cryptids. We had somebody do any, it the like, other day. If you have any good recipes. Yeah, yeah, oh, we love good, good recipe. If you want to compliment uh, us. Yes, yes, that especially. <laughs> if you have, like, a pet that you've like put in a really cute costume. Yes. Um, then you can Dog send with that glasses. To yes. Cat in a little t-shirt. I'll take it yeah. all. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that's the good stuff. Yep. Yeah, and then next month we're going to be talking about melon heads. Hell yeah, we are. You know, <laughs> I just heard that for the first time and <laughs> never been happier in my life. <laughs> yep. So come back next month for, to hear us. Please do. That. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, yeah. for listening, as usual. It's nice to just get to hang out with you all for a little while. Yeah. Have, yeah. A, have a good month. Yeah. Take it easy. Yes. But Stay weird. Before Beach City. we leave you Sorry, go on. forever, would you date Sukunako? Well, see, lives in the forest. Yeah. Lies all the time. Mm-hmm. Makes weird noises. Yep. Uh, likes to drink. Sounds yep. pretty, pretty dope to me, honestly. I think I'm into it. Okay. Yeah. This might be the first time we disagree. Yeah, I, I I wanted to... This is the thing, right, is I wanted to say yes kind of partially because I knew with dead certainty that you were going to be a no. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like at some point we need to we need to stop agreeing every single time. Yeah. So I was like... I was kind of on the fence, but that's what pushed me over into a yes. Is yeah. The fact like, that we need a variety is the spice of life. Yeah. So I, I, I was just thinking about this. Not only would I uh-huh. not date Sukunako, but like if Sukunako was like dating like a work colleague you Uh know and people were like hey do you want to come for drinks after work and i'd be like oh that'd be fun and be like oh my gosh like everyone's bringing their partners i'd be like oh my even deborah and they'd be like yeah and i'd be like uh actually i'm gonna go home you wouldn't just like go for an hour but be kind of like on the other side mm. of the room and then yeah. Deborah would be like, we don't talk anymore. And I'd be like, yeah. But like, would you like not go at all? 
I don't, well, I don't, I don't know. I think maybe if it was like after work drinks, I might go for a bit. But if someone's like, hey, we're just all going to go hang out. I'd be like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I do support Sukunoko's lesbianism though. And I hope them uh-huh. massive success uh, in that. Yeah. But, but I'm so sorry, Sukunoko. I'm sh- I hope you can find happiness with somebody who's not me. Wow. <laughs> a bleak, a bleak place to, to close on. Quick, say something really I'm, positive I'm s- so that we can end. Snakes, they're cool. Don't listen to Lois. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye, we love you.